God bless you and welcome to Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast. We appreciate and welcome all of you, our listeners around the world. Stay tuned to hear an exciting word from the Lord. in the churches I want you to get the preachers so into themselves that they ain't worrying about preaching the word they're just worrying about performing and uh, they're not gonna preach the word that's gonna make any difference in your life uh, don't let them not preach some of it let them preach a little of it but uh, confuse them so they don't know how all the connections take place uh, because preaching about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego won't be able to get what they need from the spirit into the natural world. So let them hope and let them holler and let them scream and let them trot because that won't be enough for them to get what they need because they just don't know that the Bible says in all you're getting, get understanding. Let them have a show and let them have a good time. Let them run around the dome and let them fall out. Just don't let them understand how to operate in this world. If we can keep them away from understanding, then we can keep them cut off from what they really had. We've already been beat up by Jesus. We don't want to go through that no more. So we got to let them have religion. Give me that old time religion. Take me back to the old ship of Zion. Put me back on the rock of ages. once a week just as long as they can't get nothing but devil we have found you Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk of Truth Radio Podcast. I have them. I told you I would have them. I have the furious, notorious prophets, uh, Pastor Tobias and his wife. We'll get her name. I don't know her name, but she'll tell us her name. And we are going to let them talk. But first, I want to introduce you to the furious prophets. Brother Tobias and sister, how are you doing today? We're doing well, sir. Fine. Doing well. fine, fine. Fine, fine. Sister, what is what I don't get I didn't get your name. Okay, that is Makisha. Sister Makisha. Deborah Jacobs. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um and, and Brother Tobias, I uh thank you for uh, allowing me to interview you. And Prophetess, thank you for coming on the show. I just want to get down Amen. to it. Who who is the Fur who are the Furious Prophets? Who are you guys? The serious prophets are prophets sent by God. We were called by the Lord to come forth and speak his heart. Many don't understand that the Lord is angry with this nation. He's angry with this church. That's why I become so hard. That's why I become so furious. Many don't believe in the fury of the Lord, but that's why we call the furious prophets because of his fury. He's angry with his people. He's angry with this church because this church does not represent Jesus Christ. This church is pathetic, my brother. Mm -hmm. It's sick, it's weak, it's weak, it does not glorify Jesus Christ. 
Mm. Are you a husband and wife team or sister and brother team or? Oh, well, husband and wife. Amen. Praise God. So, God is, and I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. The, 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 the gospel has been tainted and it's become Americanized. Yes. It cannot be preached all over the world because it's not that's about right. saving souls. That's right. So, and that's, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. And that's one thing we, that's one thing we always say. If you preach your gospel, you have to preach a gospel that you can preach to everybody. Amen. Not just America, not just China. It has to be a gospel that can reach every man. So that's why I become preaching holiness, become preaching righteousness, become preaching godliness, become preaching Christ's likeness. We preach that we need to be owned, mastered, dominated, and controlled by the Holy Ghost that we may be transformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is angry because his people, his, their prayers, are aggravating him. Their prayers are making him furious because they're asking for gifts and and ministries and, and, and things to make them great in this world. No one's asking to be made like Jesus. No one's asking for the Holy Ghost for power to live holy in this sin-sick world. No one's crying out to him to be made like Jesus. Jesus Christ came to save us from sin. That's it. Amen. That's it. He came to save us from sin. Yes. He didn't come to save us from a so-called bad life. He didn't come to save us so we can live our best life now. He came to save us that we may live before him without fear and holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. And that's in Luke 1, 74, 75. That's why he came, that we may be able to live holy. That's why he sent the Holy Ghost, that we may be able to live holy. Why are they not preaching holiness? Do you know why? Because they want to fill their churches up with a bunch of dead goats. They want to fill their churches up with a bunch of dogs who don't love God. These people don't love God. These people are not saved because, as you said, the gospel is tainted. They're not truly preaching salvation. They're not truly preaching the word of God. They're not preaching against sin. What do you, what's the basis of your salvation if you say you're saved and no one has preached to you about sin? No one has told you that you're a sinner. You don't even know that you have sinned against God. So if you don't know that you have sinned against God, you're not saved. Yes, amen. 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 If yeah, amen, amen, amen. Yeah, let's let's slow down a little bit. Let's slow down. You know, my favorite part, my one of my favorite scriptures that really got that that brought me into the light was Romans two and four, when it says, "Don't you know the goodness of God should lead you to repentance?" That's right. There's no there's no repenting because people don't value the goodness of God. They think they have earned the right for of God's goodness, and they don't understand that they have it. No. And that's what Tobias means, the goodness of Jehovah. That's yes. my surname, the goodness of Jehovah. Yes. Isn't Amen. that something? Amen. Yeah. Praise God. So yes. so when did you guys get started and when did you start your YouTube? Because you're on YouTube. Go ahead. Yes, we started YouTube, um, Destiny Love. I, I have to talk to my, my, my other brain, my daughter. She knows dates and everything. What what date exact date did we start YouTube? December 16th, 2016. Okay. It's going to be starting on YouTube. Okay. Okay. And and since since we since you guys got started, do you belong to a local fellowship down in New You are from New Orleans? Yeah. No, I'm going to let the prophet answer this one. Okay. No. We do not <coughs> belong to any uh, local assemblies here along this coast for the very reason 
Oh, oh, no, we're not from New Orleans. We're from Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. Um, yeah, we're from Biloxi, Mississippi. And uh, it is it is no church. We've been to them all. We have not just gotten saved. We've been saved for a very, very long time. We've attended church. We've been in the church. We've been a part of local assemblies, many of them. Uh, we just, the Lord called us out because they were barren. They were dead. They were without the spirit of God. It was it was it was a long journey. It was sorrowful. We had to turn away from them, but we just we we were not going to endanger our souls because they were not preaching a hard gospel. They were not preaching on 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 sin. It was all about prosperity. Uh, you you know about that. Yeah. You know the love doctrine. Yeah. And it was just sin, 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 sin in the leaders, sin in the congregation. No one was striving to live holy. It, it was just lukewarm compromising, watered down, dead, no spirit, no life. That oh, oh, it was loud. Right. It was a lot of hollering, it was a lot of shouting and a, you know, it was all about tithing, offering and what you can get and overnight success and living your best life. Just you know, just the foolishness. And yeah. we just we just walked away from it all. We got tired of it. And we we went and searched for for living holy. Amen. And Amen. And that's and that's awesome, and that's awesome because mm -hmm. some of the things that you mm -hmm. said when I started walking truth, we started back in 2015, and uh, right. one of the things I did was we don't do tithe and offering. Right. Period. Right. We have a box if you want to give to our ministry and watch what we do. That's fine. If you don't, there's no right. pressure for that. I don't receive a salary, a love offering, a special day, anniversary, none of that. Amen. Because but I want to interrupt you on that. Yes, ma'am. I want to say this: that there's nothing wrong with tithing and offering and giving and helping those that are truly in ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem is it has been taken out of context. Yes. And yes. I think it's sad that we, as brothers and sisters in Christ, cannot give and help and share. You know, because we have to be so on edge about that because of what what this body. This body, these professed Christians have done to it. Yeah, they yeah. have taken it out of context. It's because it's nothing simple about giving. No. It's nothing simple about helping someone in ministry. But I understand your stand that you have to do that now because, like I said, it, it's it's just a time where it is just ruined. Yeah, everything has been corrupted to the point. And, but you know what? Exactly. The saints. What I found out because people thought I was crazy when I did this. The saints give because we do good ministry. Right, if they right. know where the money's going and they know right. what you're doing with the money, being transparent, I, the, right. I've proven that they will give yeah. because, because we have a very simple ministry. We practice James 126 and 127. We go into the nursing homes, two nursing homes here in St. Louis, and we actually take the whole church to the nursing home and have service at the nursing home uh, on the first Sunday of each right. month. And then we're there four other times during the month. James 1, 26 and 1, 27. We practice that. Um, we have a church in Africa. We practice uh, giving to the poor, going out, uh, going out, spreading the gospel. We don't call when you, everybody, when, when the men get together and go chop wood and the women get together and go bake cakes. We, that's not a ministry. That's social time. Ministry is, is the gospel has to be preached Somewhere in a Amen. ministry. Souls have to be saved. Opportunity for, you know, I'm not going to give you a gas card and say, God bless you. That's not a ministry. Right. 
That's right. Amen. That's not ministry. And that's what we've done in America. We've made America, any yeah, social activity is called a ministry just because we put Jesus on it. Right. But the souls right. are not being saved. So I'm going to get to the crust no. of them. I'm going to get to the crust of the matter because I know they want to hear you. They always hear me. Okay. Okay. What's the state of the church in America? Or America. Let's do America because America got it really yes, twisted. Let's <laughs> yes, let's do America. It's pathetic. It's filthy. It's vile. It's wretched. It's rancid. It's nefarious. It's putrid. It's rotten. It's an abomination. It's just a stench in the nostrils of God. Is, is that enough? Hold on, hold on, hold on, prophet, because I'm going to play the other side of the fence. How you going to say that the church in America is putrid when we do so much good around the world? I got, I got, I, look, look, look at, look at, look at, look at how big our, pretty our buildings are. Look, we build schools. We do all of this. We, 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 we get people haircuts on the weekend. How you going to say that we putrid? Isn't that, isn't that something that you're going to go to hell with a nice haircut? See what I'm saying? They're not preaching against sin. Jesus came to say, it's simple. It's, it's simple. I, I, he, he called me because I'm, I'm a simple man. It, it's not complex. He called a simple man. It's simple. It's sin. This nation has rebelled against God. This people has rebelled against God. It's sin. You have to preach sin. You have to preach that you have sinned against God. You have to preach holiness. You have to preach taking up your cross and following Jesus. You have to preach that you have sinned against God. Because that's the only reason why Jesus came to save us from sin, my brother. That's it. He didn't come to give us haircuts and big buildings and do good things around the world. I mean, the Salvation Army does good good things. I mean, people in the world do good things. I mean, Bill Gates does good things. Right. Right. But what about the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, the, the gospel of, of America says, uh, eat, drink, be merry, get rich. Let's have a big house. You know, you you if you're not rich, you don't have enough faith. So I don't. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. And again, y'all know I'm just playing the other side of the fence. This is not my view, oh, but I'm okay. just playing the other side of the fence. Um, oh yeah. So why would why you know sin? Man, we always hear about sin. Man, my grandmother went to church. My grandfather went to church. My daddy's a bishop. I belong to one of the mainline denominations. I grew up. I I'm saved because of my historical representative in church. Of my family, aren't I? The Word of God said that if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you're not His. You have to be saved. You have to have the Holy Ghost in you. You have to have the, the Spirit of God in you to be saved. God does not save you because your grandmother was saved. And was your grandmother saved? And was your uncle saved? And was your father, who was a bishop, was he saved? Was he, saved? Mm -hmm. was he truly saved? Mm. This, American South, this American salvation is disgusting. Because they don't preach against sin. They have not told these people that they have sinned against God. They don't know what sin is because they don't want to know what sin is. They, they hate God's ways. They, they, they want to be saved and follow in sin at the same time. And my God said, not so. He's calling for people to live holy, righteous, and godly. And pursue Christ's likeness. Go ahead, my brother. So what does that look like? I mean, what does holy look like? I mean, we hear the word holy. What does holy look like? Doesn't that change from person to person? Okay, I, I, I want to answer this one. Okay. Um, holiness is not popular. Okay. And, and, and what has happened is we have extracted the very core, the very essence of the message, the gospel, and we have made it appealing to flesh. 
That's why the churches in America are packed out, because they're preaching a gospel that appeals to flesh, uh, prosperity, jobs, houses, cars, uh, promotions, uh, love relationships, marriage, kids, you know, bonds in the oven, you know, we got the witches and the warlocks, we got all of these divinations and spirits, we got the kundalini in the church, uh-huh. we got all of these things, the laying on of the hands, the instantaneous uh, prosperity, overnight success, put your teeth under your pillow, even if you don't even have teeth in your in your head. They're so drunk in their stupor that even without teeth, they will so-called put their teeth under their pillows and believe that God is going to do it by the morning time. We're so drunk and stupid on prosperity and, you know, 30 days this and 60 days that and 90 days without any accountability. There's no accountability in the church. There's no reality in the church. It's nothing but a bun. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun house. Mm-hmm. It's a fun center, a place where you can come and wallow in your sin and not hear about sin, no preaching of the gospel. Why wouldn't the churches be packed? Why wouldn't they be sealed? Mm-hmm. It's everything that your flesh desires is in there. The, the leaders are not living right. There's everything. There's lust. There's perversion. There's rape. There's uh, malice. There's extortion. There's bribery. There's trickery. There's greed. Everything. Wow. Children can come in and be wild and wallow in their filth. Nobody's preaching a hard doctrine. Nobody's preaching on salvation. You don't even have to be saved. You just can come to church and play the game, play the role, look the part, mm-hmm. fit in, get in where you fit in, fake it till you make it. I mean, all of it's going on. Yeah, yeah. They have taken away the core, the essence of the gospel, which is to come in, to be made like Christ, to live holy, take up your cross, true discipleship, true conversion, all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that good stuff. Oh, oh. And I know, have you paid attention okay. to what's going on? Because I think in 2018 to now, there's been a, God has been exposing the church here in America on a, at a rapid rate, especially in the mainline denominations. Oh, yeah. They're getting exposed oh, yeah. left and right. I mean, it went from the Catholics to the Kojic. Right. Now Southern Baptists. They're all getting right. exposed. And one thing I do notice. Right. The trend in America to take our comedians, our fools that we pay to entertain yeah. us, and now we yeah. not only elected them to office, but we are we are advocating for them to be leaders spiritually. Right. That's because the hedge is down. They've, they've taken possession of the house because God, his spirit, has abandoned those physical buildings. They are satanic synagogues. That's oh why God. all of it is allowed in it. That's why God is exposing it, because he is making it public and evident that he, his spirit, does not dwell within. Mm. He has abandoned these places. And people are taking a chance going in there, going in there, thinking that God is going to bless them, thinking that God is going to reward them. And there is a remnant. There is a small remnant. If there is a church that is preaching holiness and godliness and making a stand in this gospel, a hard stand, I guarantee you that church is not well-known on the forefront, is not frequented. Many people are not going to come. It's a small church. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. Well, it I, is a remnant. Yes. It's a small remnant. <laughs> yes, and that's what we are. Yeah. We're a small small remnant, a dot. Yeah. A dot. I mean, and, and it's, it's kind of interesting you said that because people don't want to hear that hard gospel. They just don't want to hear it. And I encourage you. I encourage you 
do not focus on numbers. Do not focus on growth. Do not focus on trying to, to, to bring them in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Just continue to preach the gospel and let the Holy Spirit, even if it's one, even if you're left with one, thank Amen. the Lord thy God that his spirit did not abandon you because God is not into numbers. God is not into greatness. God, God is not a part of America's success. He's sick of it. He's turning it over. He's exposing it. And many, 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 many judgments are to come in this nation. Many judgments are going to come in these buildings, in these houses, with these pastors and these leaders. Just stay focused, stay faithful, stay committed and dedicated and loyal to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preach it, no matter if it's only you, your family, one. Remember, only eight souls were saved during Noah's day. Right. That's how it is when you preach the truth. When you preach a hard gospel, when you preach the truth, many are going to turn away from it because they're going to find it too hard, too demanding. It's not popular. It does not appeal to flesh. But you're not concerned about flesh. You're concerned about the spirit of man. You're concerned about souls. Yes, yes. So you just be encouraged and stay focused and stay faithful. Labor to know the state of your flock and be thankful that God has sent you one in this hour because it's a very, very barren way it's just it's a wasteland sir what do you think what do you think and i'm gonna give a give you another issue to church what do you think about the homosexual agenda in our churches the homosexual agenda in the church yes what do you mean well <laughs> well part of the abomination part, part of the abomination is that we have an, an effeminate homosexual ch churches are now being inundated with this american uh, transsexual, LBGT, uh, 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 you know, they're forming their own church. They have a Queen James Bible. All of that abomination. Tell, Give me some insight uh, on that. I, even though I just said it's an abomination, that's inside enough, but tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, they don't, well, they don't like, but they don't like us on this issue, but I, I deal with it like I deal with anything else and everything else. Um, it's an abomination. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing. There is no such thing as a gay, transsexual, transgender uh, Christian. There's no such thing as a lesbian Christian. There's no such thing as a gay Christian. There's no such thing as a bisexual Christian. There's no such thing as a transgender Christian, a queen Christian, or whatever <laughs> other uh, letters in the alphabet. <laughs> so, but that, but you know what? I'm getting a play. But, but you guys preach so hard. Is there any love in your preaching? Any grace? Oh, my God. Yeah. The love is that we're preaching hard. The love is that we're telling you that repent or perish, turn or burn, uh, 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 repent or die and go to hell. That's the love. Love will snatch you from the fire. See, they don't, under they don't truly understand what the love of God is. Love will snatch you from the fire. If I see you on your way to hell, if I see you on your way to the fire, and I allow you to go and continue in your sin and continue in your ways, am I showing you that I love you? No. I'm showing you that I love you when I preach. When I preach the truth, that's love. Love will preach the truth. Love will tell you that God hates sin. The word of God says there shall be no perverted person among the children of Israel. There is no such thing as a homosexual Christian. That's why I asked you. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was just being sarcastic. Right. There's no such thing as a homosexual Christian. God does not accept homosexuality. It is an abomination before God. That's nefarious. That's filthy. He considers it a black beast. He considers it, considers it putrid and rotten. 
Homosexuality is an abomination to God. You know what homosexuality says? It says that God is a lie. It says that everything that God has done is a lie. Homosexual is a, uh, homosexuality is the only sin that stands up and challenges God and tells God he does not know what he is doing. Wow. That's why it's such an abomination. That's why it's so evil. That's the only sin. Everybody else, if I come into the church and I'm an adulterer, I know I have to stop being an adulterer. If I come into the church and I'm a liar, I know I have to stop lying. But how come when you come to church, you can continue being homosexual? They think they, this is the only sin that thinks that they don't have to change, which means if you don't have to change, you're saying that God is a lie. And that's an abomination. That's blasphemy, my brother. Wow. Wow. Well, let me, I'm going to give you another hot issue in the church because I know you guys are going to just shoot it to me straight. Female pastors. That, what do you think about that? Well, you want to answer that, prophetess? Mm -hmm. Prophetess will answer that. Well, now, 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 prophetess, before you blow my ears off, go ahead. No, All right, go ahead. Um, you said female pastors. Female, female pastors, pastors, as a compare, um, as as in light of what Scripture says. Okay, okay. Um, I believe that God is God. I believe in the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. I believe that God can and will use whatever he wants to use, whenever he wants to use it. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, at that time, women were not speaking then. Women were not doing much at that time. Mm -hmm. Women didn't have a lot of positions in that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at it in the light of today, today's time, I mean, it's kind of weird to say that women can't lead. Um, as far as leading in the church, I think there should be a lot of them in there. It's a doghouse anyway. <laughs> well, there is a lot. There is a lot, and they're carrying titles of apostles. I mean, and, I, mean um, I, I, I think, think we become I too title-heavy in the church. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as that goes, because the church is, is such in a it's, it's in a bad state. I mean, uh -huh. where does that fit? You know, the church is out of order anyway. Yeah, amongst all the other problems it has, yeah, that's the least of its concerns yeah. for real. Yes, yeah, it is. I yeah. mean, you know, women pastors it's just another one of those things. Just trump it up with all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just another one of those issues. Women pastors, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe a woman, a woman should go forth and, and, and lead a church. I don't believe it because of the responsibility that comes with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you say a woman, a female pastor, that's a lot of responsibility. Right. That's a lot of responsibility. I think women are good assistants. Women can help and right. aid in ministry, but to, to, to lead uh, that's a whole lot of responsibility because women are, are not visionaries. You now, know. Now you know you'll get some pushback on that one. Go ahead. Responsibility. That is a lot of responsibility for a woman to take on the role of a shepherd, the role and the responsibilities and all that comes along with pastoring. Mm -hmm. I mean, but of course, we're here in America, and many women do what they want to do. I mean, they, they assume a lot of responsibilities that I think it puts a lot of stress and strain on a, on a woman. But because of where we are and we're in America, women feel like they can do what a man can do. And I think that's where that has come in a lot. I, um, okay. And 
And because the church is out of order, that's that's the problem. That's why what is happening because so many men are out of order. The women have to step forward, and God has to use whatever's available. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that we have to have women pastors because the men are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's what the problem is. If we had true men of God, the women would not have to step in such a role because women are not built for that. But somebody's got to preach it, brother. Amen. I I I I agree. I I I thoroughly agree. I agree that yeah, that because the man dropped the ball, somebody got to pick it up. Yeah. And God right, and the women and, and and we know women are great, especially African. They are great at picking up the ball when the brother drops it. Yeah. They've been doing it for and a long God time. Not, and God is not going to leave the church barren just because the man does not want to do what he's supposed to do. He will use an ass, as we've seen, yeah. to preach his word. Yeah. He's going to use somebody to preach the word. And thank God for women who will step forward and preach the word because the men are not doing it. So thank God for that. Praise God. All right, prophets, I'm going I'm to get some more hot buttons here. I'm going to push. I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna okay. give some popular pastors' names. Heretic. All right, bring them. Either heretic, saint, or if ever whatever adjective you want to use, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna roll them out. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We're ready. You ready, Providence? Oh yeah. All right, TD Jakes. Heretic, bastard, glutton, antichrist, <coughs> jackass. Joel Osteen. You need some more? Joel Osteen. Second. Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen is stupid, ignorant, dumb, heretic, liar, bastard, deceiver, not saved, heretic, on his way to hell, antichrist, 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 bastard. I told you, uh, the listeners, these are prophets. See, I love them because they not going to hold back. We need to bind them. Oh my! Oh oh oh! oh. Queen, <laughs> go Wake ahead. A broken wing. As a matter of fact, Papa just did a a a, a teaching on Juanita Bynum. If you want to go watch it. No, I, I know that's what she was talking about. The waggle waggle waggle. Yeah, yeah. The waggle waggle waggle. Juanita Bynum is an old devil from hell, yeah. and Juanita Bynum is satanic. Juanita Bynum has been lying and deceiving this body for a very very long time with all her tricks and her schemes. And I mean, it's sick. It's sick. It, I mean, she's a she's a blind guy. She's a liar. She's a deceiver. She's evil. She's wicked. She's oh, wicked. Okay, <laughs> and she's a legion. She has many demons in her. That's why she keeps coming back as something different. She has many demons in her. Yeah. Kenneth yeah. Copeland. Okay, next one. Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. Oh Lord. A devil. Look at that man. I mean, you can look at him and see he's packed full of demons. He's satanic, full of the Kundalini, full of Satan, full of sin, full of hell. He's an antichrist, he's a liar, and he's a greedy dog. Mm. Greedy. And let me say something real quick, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Probably because they will say, well, why won't you pray for these people? What we do over here as a series of notorious prophets, we say, God did not send us to pray for Antichrist pastors. These men are not saved. We don't pray for Antichrist pastors. We don't pray for those who have been sent in to destroy and delude the people of God. We don't pray for them. They are not saved. They have never been saved, and they will never and they will never be saved. They are reprobate bastards. Wow. Uh, Charles Blake, head of Kojic. Oh, shit. 
Charles Blake had a Koji. I mean, Koji. He's in Koji. I mean, Koji is nasty. Koji is filthy. It's, the Holy Ghost asked us last week, isn't it sad that Destiny, my daughter, she's 20 years old, and we raised her up in the Lord. Isn't it sad that we have to preach on sodomy? Destiny would not have known what sodomy was if it were not in the church. Because we don't talk about things in the world. Koji is children. Koji is Sodom and Gomorrah, and Charles Blake is the head of Sodom and Gomorrah. He's a sodomite. He's a sodomite bastard. That's what he is. Unsaved, sodomite, reprobate bastard. You got something to Francis? I got something to say. I think it's horrific that all of the rape and all of the... They have a hotline for victims. I, this, this broke my heart. Seriously. I was sick. I was ill to find out all of the abuse going on in these ministries with these children and women, all of the outside children being born. It's horrific. It's horrible. The hedge is down. God has abandoned these places. These are sewers. These are rat holes. These are toilet bowls. These, these, this is Satan's dump. Okay. Basically. Okay. So, and, and let me say something. Let, let me say something. Let me get back to TD Jakes real quick. But people don't understand. Do you know what the word Jakes means? No, sir. It, it means toilet. It means privy. It means outhouse. That's why we call TD Jakes church the the pot house because that's what his name means isn't wow. that something no no one no wow one. wow it means, let me it means our house it means privy. we're not picking on him but that's what his name means mm, mm. uh so, what do you so think of, what do you think of fellow fellow vlogger fellow video vlogger uh geno jennings geno jennings is an antichrist geno jennings is a racist geno jennings is not saved Geno Jennings is an entertainer. Geno Jennings wants to be popular. Geno Jennings preaches an antichrist doctrine. He doesn't believe in the Trinity. He doesn't believe in the virgin birth. He doesn't believe that Jesus came in the flesh. So that makes him an antichrist bastard. Wow. Okay. Now, I'm going to go ahead with the second question. What's the solution? Well, the solution is in the problem. Same. I told you I'm a simple man. It's sin. It's sin. That's what holiness is. Holiness is not practicing sin. The solution is get saved. The solution is crowd the Holy Ghost to give you power to live holy. The solution is repent. Repent or perish. Turn or die. Turn or burn. It's a simple solution. It's not a difficult solution. Sin is a problem. Rebellion is a problem, my brother. That's why the church is in the state that it's in, because of sin, because of rebellion. This people love sin. They're desensitized to sin because they do everything sinful. They go everywhere sinful. They watch everything sinful. They do not love the ways of God. They love sin. That's why the church is in the state that it's in. It's because of sin. It's that simple. Sin. What is, your what is your suggestion for us remnants? I, your, 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 uh, the prophets gave us stay firm, stay focused, stay faithful. Is there anything that you can give us who consider who are considered the remnants that are preaching and teaching the word of God and giving out the gospel and talking against sin? What, what has the Lord told you to tell us to give us some encouragement? Or Don't rebuke us. Or rebuke. Or rebuke, whatever you, yeah. whatever the Lord gives you. Oh, first of all, he said, hold fast to what you have. Yeah, in Revelation, hold fast to what you have. And constantly cry out, my brother, constantly cry out for the Holy Ghost to own 
to master, to dominate, and to control you. It's not a cliche. That's why the Holy Ghost came to make us like Jesus. If you don't have a desire to be like Christ, you need to get back down on your face and repeat the Lord. Because the Holy Ghost came to make us like Jesus and nothing else. If you don't have that desire, my brother, my sister, whoever you are, cry out to the Holy Ghost to give you a desire to be made like Jesus. That's the purpose. Purpose driven all this God. Our purpose is to be conformed to the image of His Son, Romans 8, 29. And if you don't have that desire to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, beg the Holy Ghost and He will give it to you. He will give you that desire. Like we said, hold fast to what you have. Continue preaching the hard doctrine. If you lose, so what? As a matter of fact, preach until those who don't love God leave. And you tell them, tell them this, if they don't, and even if you, you have to understand, if they don't want to come in all the way in, get all the way out. If they don't want to come in to be made like Jesus, what we always say is tell them, go sin, go die, and go to hell. It's that serious. God is not putting up with any more wavering and faltering between two opinions. You have to make up your mind and understand, do you want to serve God? If you want to serve God, you serve him with everything in you and be willing to lose your life, be willing to take up your cross, be willing to die for yourself, be willing to hate your life in this world. Be willing to yield to whatever he brings in your life to make you like Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thank you. Prophetess, do you have anything before we go? Oh, yes, I sure do. Um, this, is, this, this, this is what we have to get back to. We have to get back to salvation. It starts with us. We have to preach a gospel. We have to preach a gospel that tells man of his sin. We have to preach the gospel as it is. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Preach it. And always preach with passion. Act like it's, what if this is my last time and someone stumbles in this place and this might be their only opportunity. Am I going to compromise? Am I going to tell them the truth? Am I going to preach this word? Am I, I, every time I go forth, I act like it might be my last time. And I want to stand before the Lord knowing that I did not hold back the word of God. You got to preach with fervency. You have to preach with passion. You have to preach with zeal the word of God and it has to be your life. It, see, it starts with us. It has to be real in your soul. And then when it becomes real in your soul and the spirit of the Lord takes possession of your heart, then the message that you delivered is not just a performance, but it comes out of the realization that I myself have been taken hold by the spirit of God. So we have to get back, brother, to preaching sound doctrine. No matter if they come, no matter what the numbers are, you have to preach the doctrine, you have to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ no matter what. But first, we have to live it also, brother. No hypocrisy. Discipline your body and penises into subjection, lest when you have preached other, you yourself should become disqualified or reprobated or and go to hell. Amen. Have to be that serious about the have to be have to be that serious about the gospel. If everybody leaves, so what? Are you saved? Do you love Jesus? Uh, is Jesus exalted in your life? Because it doesn't mean anything if He's not exalted in your life. It's not everything in your life. Your preaching and your teaching and everything is dumb. It's nothing. It has to be everything in your life. And then out of that, as the prophet said, out of that, we preach out of that. We preach out of our passion. We preach out of our love for Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Go ahead, brother. Amen. I just thank you guys. I'm sorry I got a little cold. But, <coughs> excuse okay, me. me excuse me. I got a little bronchitis going. But, Saints and ain'ts, you've heard the Furious Notorious Prophets. Please check them out on YouTube. 
Do you have any other way to get in contact with you? <coughs> Do you guys on social media or anything like that? Uh, the, we, we were on the channel. We, we left our email address for correspondence. Amen. Yeah, we probably eventually will start a Facebook page. Amen. Amen. And I want to encourage you guys. <laughs> and I want to encourage you guys to do a podcast whenever you're ready to do one. I can help you set that up because it is free. So whenever okay. you guys are ready to do a podcast, you know, we'll get in touch. We'll be in touch. I would love to bring you here to St. Louis to give us the hard gospel. They need to hear it from more, more than just me. Amen. So I yes, just thank man. you guys. Are you are you available to travel? If the Lord says so. Yes. If the Lord says so. I know, Prophet. Okay. Amen. Amen. Yes. So I just thank you for yes. coming on my show. God's blessings to the both of you. I want to encourage you. There are people listening. There Amen. are people hearing. There are people's hearts changing. And yes. it sends us to the floor to put our face down and repent. Amen. And I thank you for Amen. your service. And my brother, may you receive a proper reward. Thank you. And we really, you, you don't understand how much this means. We thank you for your obedience. We thank you for yielding to the Holy Ghost. We thank you. We thank you. May the Lord bless you and your family, your ministry. May he pour out more of his spirit upon you and make you more like Jesus Christ. Amen. I'll talk to you guys later. Be at peace.